Um, happy Thursday. It's a great day. The sun is shining. It was a beautiful day outside. I'm so sorry you had to work. Yeah, it was a beautiful day. Outside. It was so nice. I was off yesterday, though, so it's okay. Yeah. Yesterday was really nice, oh, too. Good, good, good. Yeah, it's been really nice. It's been warming up. It's um, supposed to storm tomorrow, though. 100% yes, chance I of saw rain. that. I saw That's that. kind of shit, but it's okay. It's okay because tomorrow's like I have to grind and like do a lot of work, so it, like I justified it. The universe had my back. What'd you do today? I woke up, did a bunch of schoolwork, and then me and my roommate sat outside for a while, and then I had to leave to go to class, came back from class, sat outside for a is little... That why you t- is that why you told me to come yeah, back? Yeah, because we were sitting outside. Just because it was so nice, I didn't want to, like, enjoy it, and my roommates and I are all, like, very busy, so, like, whenever we get a chance to, like, sit down and do something together, we like to. Um, but, yeah, so today we have a very exciting episode. Yeah, we do. We have a special guest. We have a very special guest. Yeah, we do. You guys have not heard content like this on this podcast before which is exciting yeah but we feel like it'll be pretty beneficial to you guys just knowing um some of our listeners and just in general what some of our listeners are like into and like like to hear and that they're opening they're open to different things new things so we think we thought this would be like pretty cool to bring yeah bring in and it's also cool too because like Ali and i know nothing about this like yeah absolutely not you know, with Madeline and Bella and with Coco, like, we had, like, a fa- we had something to, like, contribute to the conversation. Right. This guest is going to take the floor. Like, we yeah, are here is. to learn from her. We're here. We're just here to honestly ask questions, pick her brain a little bit yeah. to see um, and to hear, like, what she does and, like, how she got started and, like, if yeah. um, the journey that led her to doing what she's doing. So that's super excited. I've been really excited about it all day. You know, me, no, me too, because we had, like, a little, like, prep interview not even an interview we had like a little it's like a little chit chat yeah like it was like last week yeah last Wednesday Wednesday. yeah we had like a little chat just to like kind of like touch base because again like Ali and I knew nothing about what she does so we wanted to kind of like have some sort of a foundation yeah before we just like nosedive into this episode right like I had to know we had to know what to ask her yeah so we did that and we left that zoom call it was actually 10 minutes it was so quick and we left that zoom call going this is going to be one hell of an episode. Yeah. And so hopefully the Wi-Fi sticks with us. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we have a guest, it gets a little wonky. Yeah. So hopefully that um, doesn't, doesn't, happen. doesn't happen today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. Even if you are not a spiritual person or not even a religious person, or maybe you are religious and not spiritual or spiritual, and not religious. I think that there's a lot to be learned hear from her and just like how she explains this and how it's something that everybody can do today yeah I feel like it's something that you can just use in like day-to-day life whether like just said whether you're religious or spiritual or not or whatever um I feel like this is something that's still pretty beneficial for yeah, like definitely. growth in general especially for women yes for um, sure. this is for the girls sorry dude she can also listen well um, she does she did learn. talk a little bit to us about like masculine, masculine spirituality energy. Yeah. um so I think there is something to be learned for for, for the, the men dudes. but she is a women's coach so I think let's yeah. give her that little intro we're definitely gonna let her do her thing yes um we're gonna plug her of course, so you should go follow her at halai.co, C-O. And I'll also put it in the description um, mm-hmm. as well. So if you want to, like if you forget, um, we'll say it at the beginning like we just did. We'll say it at the end. I'll have it in the um, description and stuff like that. Yeah, so I think I think you guys are going to like this one. I'm super excited. I'm going to ask her some good questions. Aliyah's going to ask some good questions. We're going to figure out how it is that she does what she does. And um, yeah, so in summary, I'm going to let her explain more, but in summary, she is a feminine magnetism coach for women, but it seems to us, like based on what we know so far, goes a lot beyond that. Yeah, way beyond. Um, and 
seriously go check out her page because it's flooded with the women that she's coached just like praising her and everything she's done like she's a pretty kick-ass person her page is really dope too yeah i'm excited for you guys to get to meet her because in the short time we spent with her we walked away like okay like like excited yeah this this is a cool bitch so yeah we won't ramble on anymore but i hope you guys uh had a good day we just wanted to pop in and say hello Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of fun things coming still Mm -hmm. and i'm excited me too all right love you guys Catch you in a second. Okay, we told you it'd be one second, and we were right. It's been one second, <laughs> it's been a and singular we're second. back. Yeah. So, hello. Do you want to introduce yourself to our friends? Yeah, my name is Halai, um, and I am a feminine spirituality coach. Um, I work with specifically women who want to attract whatever it is that they want with a sense of ease. So it's all about working with the spirit self um, to get what you want at like a deep soul level and, and feel the fullness of it. Yeah, I find what you do, we were talking earlier, like we find what you do so interesting because it's not something I think that many people have a lot of knowledge about, mm. um, just like how that works and how um, how that power that you already have can like actually like really give you what you want. Um, so I wanted to kind of start with like, how did you get here? Like, what does your current lifestyle look like versus how did it look like, you know, before you ever started doing work like this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this exact moment, I, I was just telling you guys before, I'm in Miami. I'm like in between life here and life in Costa Rica. I never thought that I would have two full-blown communities and, and totally different lifestyles, but it's really cool to get that polarity, in, and I love it. Um, I am a little bit kind of on the move. I love like traveling, but I also like, like living in different places. But oh my gosh, I... I'm so meant for this life because I felt so caged in when I first graduated college. I remember I was like, all right, I'm going to do all the right things. I was like golden child. My parents were so proud of me, like graduated early, got a job right away, um, was like doing like a typical corporate thing. Like I wore heels, I wore a blazer. Like I felt like I was a grown up, but I really hadn't thought of life past like 22. I never thought of anything past getting a job, go to college, get a job and that's it. And once I was there, there was this moment of like, this is it. Like, this is my life until I die. Right. And I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, there's no way. Like I've already done all that I can do. Like in the next, the next promotion was uh, like 10 years away. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is not fun. So that was when I had the, just like a major realization that where I was just wasn't it. Like what I had been working for, what I thought was going to give me the sense of joy just wasn't it. And I think now, honestly, even just saying this out loud, I feel like that was such a a reflection of just the rest of my journey. What you think is going to be it, like, doesn't hit unless it's, like, something that's truly aligned the whole way there. And everything I'd done was was for my parents and for other people and to look cool and look successful. So once I actually finally made the decision to quit, I didn't even actually act on it. It was, like, six months of me, like, all right, I I have a flight to quit and go to Thailand. I have a flight. Who knows if I'll actually get on that plane. Um, so there's a lot of buildup, but I did ultimately quit. I went and traveled, and that was so eye-opening for me. I, I remember, like, this moment I was, like, sitting on a boat in Thailand, and, and I just felt so free. I felt so just, like, normal, almost like myself, and, and I hadn't realized that I was in such a deep hole until I got out of it, until I was finally up for air. Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of began the travel side. Yeah. Sorry? Um, so 
when you decided to travel, like, what did that look like for you? Like, you said you hopped on a plane. Like, what did you do? Like, where did you go? Like, what was that for you? Why were you going to Thailand? Yeah, why Thailand as well? That's also, like, a bucket list place for me to go. Thailand is, like, like number one yeah. on my list of places to go. Like, that's definitely a bucket list area. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Thailand's a good spot for anybody who just, like, wants to experience travel for the first time because it's kind of laid out that way. Like, people have been backpacking there for so long, it's made for backpackers. So I, I had a friend who was going, and I'm like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll just come with you. Like, I don't know what I don't know what else to do, and all I know is this isn't it. And that, that was kind of the theme leading up to even now. Like, now I feel like I have more clarity in my life of what it, my yes is. But until I knew what yes truly was... I had to just lean on, okay, well, this is no. So I'm just going to move away from the no. And that's it. That's enough of a, 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 just like shedding closer to your intuition. And so I went there and, and I remember just feeling so anxious. Like it sounds like, oh, it was so glamorous. And, and I got to travel and, and live a great life. But I remember thinking like, I need to get back to work. Like I need to get my life together. My parents are so mad at me. Like I can't have this long of a break on my resume. Like, how am I going to explain this to people? Like, all those thoughts were very much alive. Um, but but that was part of the experience was to be there despite everything in my body saying, like, this is wrong. You're not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. I think so many of us are so future-oriented that we lose sight of, like, who we are And living now. in the moment. You know, because you're thinking about, like, when I get that job. Like, right now I'm in college, right? So, like, I'm thinking, you know, when I go to grad school, that'll be when I feel professional or, like, that kind of element. But then when I get my job, that's when I can change the world. And I think all of us are like that to a degree, unless you kind of, like, have those moments where you're like, what am I even doing? You know, why am I living for something that's not going to happen right now? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, I want to travel so bad. I know so many people listening to this are about to be like, oh, I'm jealous. Like, to just be able to go travel. I would do anything to travel. But that sounds like an incredible experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm jealous. Is that what, like, opened you up to spirituality? Or have you always kind of, like, known that you were spiritual? I grew up religious, but in the sense that I just... I wanted a set of rules to, to be right. I wanted to feel like I was being a good kid and like doing the right things. It, it was more of rules for me, for me to feel good about what I was doing. And I would say I went through a hiatus of, of feeling nothing. Like I didn't feel any spiritual connection because I no longer aligned with the rules, but I also had no idea what my own version of spirituality was. So I would say it definitely began in that place of just figuring out like, okay, this makes me feel alive. And that sense of aliveness, that is spirituality. Like this, right. this, this place where you feel full rather than just like robotically moving, which, which is a lot of what we're programmed right now to, to do. Yeah. And the, the, the high that we get off of just doing and being busy. Wow. I feel like that's how people become like super stagnant in life is just um, being like super complacent at where they are, like not really growing anymore, not really developing who you are as a person, because I just feel like you can develop who you are as a person until the day that you die. Honestly, that's how I feel. Uh I feel like that's how I have always felt, honestly, all my life. Um, and I, I feel like I say this all the time, like I hate feeling stagnant. I hate feeling like I am not like going anywhere. Like there's no change to my routine. There's no change to like my lifestyle. I hate that feeling. So anytime I feel that I'm just like, I have to do something. Something has to change. I have to do something else. Like yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. For mm-hmm. So for someone who has never heard, because I want to get into like what you do now. So for someone who has never heard 
most people have, but let's just go and say that someone <laughs> has never heard of spirituality or that like whole universe of con- what spirituality what, like, is. Of substance really. It's yeah. so dense with like information and, and knowledge. But if someone doesn't know about any of that, how would you explain it to them? Spirituality for me now is being able to connect to something so much bigger than you are, but allowing that to to move through you. So every action that you're taking, anything that I'm saying right now, I'm just a vessel for something so much bigger from this bank of knowingness that comes through me. And every purpose that a human has on this life is coming from a deeper place, from this greater source and this greater energy that wants to bring more light into the universe, wants to bring more awakenings and more aliveness and more just love and connection. Like your purpose is in service of that. And it comes from spirit who's just using you in some way but but also like you're in an exchange when you do with these things that are part of how you're meant to serve you naturally receive the abundance and you naturally feel this sense of belonging and this sense of um just meaning that it allows your life to give this completion that's a good explanation i think uh, as well like i don't really remember actually i do like the moment i really got introduced to it was i went and saw a psychic which i know can be very controversial for people who are like deeply religious but i did go and see a psychic it was for like my high school's like tv show that i was like on it was like a news (laughs) thing and my segment was on a psychic and i remember i left there just like sobbing everyone was sobbing and i was like oh my god like what like something is not what i thought it was because Um, we're from the bible belt it's christianity all the way through um all the catholic baptist like all of that and so i think especially people who are in like a situation or grow up in an environment that is so religious and it's not like and i've always had the the opinion that it's not like both can't coexist i think that you can have elements uh-huh. of both in your I feel life like they definitely can coexist. Um, but i think a lot of people aren't exposed to it as much so i'm curious like how you found your current line of work and kind of like what that process looked like for you so feminine spirituality specifically for me and and how i embody it is the ability to accept all people's faith and and their path towards spirituality as perfect, just as it is. So if you find this connection to to specific religion, to your own version of spirituality, it doesn't really matter, but it's all in service of of bringing more love and light. So ultimately, like if you can be grounded in what you are, you can fully respect somebody else for where they are because you're both in the same mission. It doesn't really matter. We're all doing the same thing. We all have the same loving intention. So I think the specifics, it's really easy to get caught up in all that stuff. But if you go back to it, like we all want the same exact thing. So for me, it doesn't, I don't see it's too much much of a difference. Yeah. I do think they all kind of hold hands in a way. Um, Like they're, I I don't know. They're like cousins or all like distant cousins because you're right. Like they all serve that (laughs) same purpose of like, I am here to provide something to someone, something from something else, you know, it's always like that chain reaction of like, what am I here to do, um, to do good? And that's ultimately what every religion or spirituality like aims to, to like embody, in, in which I, I've always thought religion and spirituality are beautiful concepts. And yeah. as long as people do good by them, obviously. Right. As long as people do good by them. Um, and as long as whoever or whatever you are serving, um, is has good intentions yeah. i feel yeah um and you're able to like put out into the world positivity and you're able to put out into the world just all of like this radiant energy i feel like 
that is what gets people to where they need to be in life um, and where they want to go, where they see themselves going. Um, personally, yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. I do. Um, can you explain like the difference between, because you said to us the first time we spoke, the feminine spirituality and the masculine spirituality. I, I feel like I want to hear more about that. I was very interested. So, and I know that um, our listeners probably, most of them probably have never heard of like a distinction between yeah. the two. So like, can you explain like what those two things look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't even known that there was a distinction until I realized that all we're really learning is masculine spirituality. So a lot of what you see is is focused on consciousness, like meditate so you can clear your mind and like, you know, observe your thoughts. And it's all very much mental. It's about like either clearing the mind or observing the mind, you know, cleaning up the mechanics of the mind, where as the feminine is all about the body. So it's less of like clearing everything out and more feeling the fullness of like the emotional charge that's in your body, the um, the way the intuition speaks through your body and how your body responds, like being in this consistent back and forth in this dance of like what's happening versus how I feel about what's happening. So it's very much allowing everything to pass through very naturally and using these these emotional cues as your guidance. Um, on the mask, and on the other hand, it, it it is all about consciousness. It's all about like coming to presence and like being with whatever the moment has, or like having more more clear direction on where you're going and being able to like steer through that. Um, and in some sense, that can be valuable, like you know having affirmations and. and being just laser focused on what it is that you want, but also the whole other side is the feminine of like, here's where I'm at and here's what actually feels good. And, and let me honor and have grace for what's alive in this moment and allow that to take me to the next place. So um, there's so many little kinks of, of how they're opposite, but ultimately like it's about the fullness. It's about the emotions. It's about the feeling body yeah. um, and essentially the body itself, less of the mind, more of the body. So should we like have a marriage between the two? Like, do we need to have a little bit of both or like as women, should we encapsulate, not like should, that's not the word I'm using, but like, do we naturally kind of like lean to one side over the other or is it about kind of like having that like duality? That balance. Yeah. Mm. It's something that, that you can find on your own. There could be seasons where you go in, in different areas, but truly I think whatever you align with like I honestly don't sit down and meditate with my eyes closed and in a seated position I can't get myself to to do that very long like sometimes I'll do it but I just don't want to do it like it doesn't give me the same high as like if I'm doing like an ecstatic dance or if I'm just like laying on um, the grass and just like feeling the raindrop on my skin like literally sensations things like that help me feel more meditated than being in dead ass silence like it just is not the same for me and that's totally fine like finding your own rhythm and then fully immersing yourself in that style that just blew my mind a little bit and i i have felt like because i was talking to one of my friends and meditation for her was driving or listening to music or just being in a state where she felt completely just like leveled i guess is like the best way to explain it so like whenever i used to meditate whenever i was in undergrad um it was never sitting in silence i literally can't do it i don't know why i couldn't do it i just couldn't Um, and for me, it was whenever I would take yoga, 
um, whenever I was on campus, that was a type of meditation for me. Or mm-hmm. I used to be a dance teacher. That was a type of meditation for me. Movement was a meditation for me. Um, so yeah, I literally can't do dead ass silence. I have to be doing something that my body enjoys, that my mind enjoys and able for me to feel like completely relaxed. Um, and at a point where I can like let all of these things in and like let my thoughts go or let different thoughts in, reflect, things like that. Um, so I completely understand what you're talking about. I yeah can agree. No, I do too. Because I always say on the podcast, like I talk to my water. And at first, like, <laughs> but like, I'm sure that that makes sense to you. Like when I'm in the shower, because what you said about like the rain, like I've always felt the most like still or the most myself in nature, in weather, in like my shower like anywhere that feels very natural to like the earth has always like resonated with me because like we've talked before about like the self-care I don't mean to put it in quotes but like when people talk (laughs) about like journaling and like face masks and all that right and I've said before like journaling isn't for me not my thing and but like doing little moments like that feel like a journal for me just like how like sitting still in meditation might be like the norm that people are like used to when you say meditation doesn't necessarily mean that is what meditation has to be it is there's more to it and you're right like it's about finding what works for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not like being down on yourself if that isn't your style because that's the frustrating part is that everybody else is doing it and people are like competing with how good they're getting at their self-care or their practices and if that's not your thing it's never going to work probably for you and, and that's totally okay but counting like when you go you know take a shower and or when you're in your in your dance do you count that as meditation do you say okay this is my meditative practice like and I'm going to be fully present with this practice and allow the effects to show up for me afterwards so it, it's it's truly just the relationship you have to what you do is more important than what you're actually doing yeah I and the times that we've spoken, you have always been very impressed with like how much you like just no, just know like and it and it because it's not so much <laughs> like whether or not someone's spiritual. I don't think that is entirely relevant to like the fact that what you're saying is true. Like it just is. Like and I think anyone can relate to those moments of feeling like wait that I feel like that. You know I relate with that. So I'm like curious like how is this very like self taught and just like experience based? Like how do you come to like because I'm in awe of just like how much I've learned from you in precisely 17 minutes. So how have you come to like know this? I think I I just love it. Like I remember um, when I was first uh, getting into coaching that I read, I don't know who said that quote of like, you have to do something for 10,000 hours to be an expert at it. And I was like looking for my thing, like, okay, what's my thing? Like what's that thing that I'm going to do for 10,000 hours? And it's no thing. It's just like, I love learning about spirituality. I love learning about attraction. Like I listen to my friends speak and I I think about, wow, what's going on in their brain? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just so obsessed with that. And I for sure have exceeded 10,000 hours by now with how much I obsess over, like, why is this happening? What's what's the result of this? Like, what does this mean? And it's not even like a psychotic, like I genuinely enjoy it. Like dissecting, you go on a date, you come out of it and you, me and my best friend will, will chit chat. Like, okay, he was kind of like this and he didn't do that. And I felt a little bit weird in this moment. And using all of that as cues to how I feel and why I attracted him and what made him do that or how our energies are are meshing with each other. All of that is just like literally an obsession of mine. It's so fun. So (laughs) I think when you find that thing that just like clicks, like you can't help but consume the knowledge, but but also life. Like most of this is life. Like being in the experience of life teaches me more than any book 
I've ever read by far. Yeah. Well, I definitely relate to that because of like my counseling thing, like being a therapist and like the same things you're talking about, I do as well. And it's like the, the body language aspect or like the nonverbal cues and, you know, this behavior plus that behavior equals like this could probably be what's going on. Like my friends laugh at me because when I meet new people, I'm like, I, I can't help it. I'm the Jessica same way. Jessica likes to dissect. I, I dissect <laughs> in the same way. Yeah. It's just like through that like counseling lens. But I, I agree. Like I think when everyone, when you find that one thing that you love more than anything else, it's just inherent to who you are. It's like you can't do anything else. You can't help but just be it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the feminine. It's just being. You're not doing anything. I'm just being me. And it just so happens that being is in service to whatever I'm meant to be doing in this yeah. life. So finding that, like, how can you do less of what you think you're supposed to be doing and just be it? That, that, that would be yeah. feminine purpose. So do you think, like, you're... Um... I guess like motive for or motivation to like moving into the field that you're in now and the space that you're in now, do you think that came from you feeling like you knew you wanted more for yourself or did you just like go off on a whim? You're just like, I'm just going to do this. I started, um, so when I, after I traveled, I traveled for about nine months and then I'm like, all right, I got to get my life together. I went back to a corporate job in, in education because I was like, I love teaching and I want to be in that realm. Still didn't like it, but in, in that space, I found my way into network marketing. So I was a part of like a health and wellness organization. And I feel like it just started with that. It was, I was always into like physical health. I was vegan. I was super into fitness. And then I was coaching in that realm. And then it got more into like mindset based and then kind of more into like the spiritual lessons. And then the feminine itself mixed with spirituality was like the last layer that came through. And this is like, okay, this is my sweet spot. I love feminine energetics and spirituality within the feminine. But it started off from the physical and then to like emotional mindset and spiritual realms. So I think it just continues to expand. And there's probably realms that I haven't even seen yet that are still continuing to show up for me. And I'll look back on and be like, yeah, this is actually my sweet spot. Not what I thought five years ago. Yeah. So if someone's like, look, like considering if one of our listeners is like, you know what, like, this is something I think I need in my life. Um, like, what would that look like for them? Like, if they reached out to you, and they were like, let's work together, like, I, I want help, you know, like, this is what I'm dealing with, like, what should they expect from that process? I so my main thing is one on one coaching, I, I truly think that there's nothing in the world that compares to like having the one space, someone you trust, to like really pull that depth out of you. Um, the way that I run sessions is totally intuitive. So there's going to be no time timeline. There's no like uh, progression of topics that we're going to move through. It's like you show up and whatever's alive that day will dissect. Um, so really just kind of tuning into even what happened that morning. Like if you had a rough morning or if you're kind of irritable or you had, um, you know, some tiff with your boss or uh, rejection from this guy that you're talking to, all of that are just like surface level uh, umbrella stories that link back to the root cause that, that's most relevant in that moment. So by kind of pulling through and finding what's underneath all that, you we can actually release the emotion that's most eager to come out. And, and that's why I don't make any plans because I can say, like, all right, today we're going to sit here and work on your mother wound. But if your body's not ready for it, that's just going to re-traumatize a client. So whatever is naturally ready to come out, it'll show itself. 
Um, and in session, like I, I, I always have clients that tell me like, I came with like all these notes of things that I thought I needed to work on. And that's not all we talked about. Yeah. Um, so I, I like to, to allow you to, to kind of spill, but also to lead through where I intuitively feel like, ah, okay, there's more here right. that we need to pull apart. Mm-hmm. That is fascinating to me. I, I feel like any woman ever could benefit from this because unlike counseling, I think this is a different kind of a space where it doesn't feel like you have to have, it's a cliche, but it's, I mean, a stigma, but it's the way that it is. People think that if you go to therapy, there must be something wrong or like you have to have something wrong with you. So I think this is a great way for any woman to kind of like engage with themselves in a way that maybe like a traditional counseling office might scare them off from but get the same sort of like trust one-on-one type of environment to like figure some shit out. Right. Like not going into it thinking like, this is what I need to fix. Right. This is what's wrong with Uh me that I want to be different. Um, I feel like whenever people go into like counseling sessions or if they go into sessions just in general, like talking about themselves or life, I just feel like negative words or negative connotations to themselves is something that needs to be left out of the conversation because I feel like that halts growth. Oh, it does. I feel like that halts growth so much. Um, and But I think people just like spend a lot of time thinking about the negatives that they have within themselves instead of like positives that they can pull from out of themselves. Um, and that's something that my therapist taught me. And just like thinking of positive traits that you have and pulling out those positivities and not looking at the negativities and trying to get rid of those things. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I will also sometimes challenge my clients in session, like, all right, let's go into the negative. Like, why is that there? Why is that still so active and so alive? Um, obviously, we can put, put our energy, like, in regular life towards the positive things, and that's and such a good practice to be able to flip on a day-to-day. But when I'm in session, it's like, all right, we're going to get into the messy stuff. Like, why is that still showing up for you? Um, so instead of band-aiding some of the things, like, I don't, I'm not really big on like affirmations. I think they can help, but if at your core self, you think, no, that's not true at all. It's never going to work. So really figuring out why those blocks are there. No, I'm glad that we're having this conversation in relation to that as well, because I think a lot of what we do on our podcast is like, take self-care because that's a good example. It's like you get this one phrase into like mainstream media, you know, like the social medias of it all, and people just blow it up to the point where the essence of what this is talking about gets lost. Is, gets lost in translation, like the affirmation thing, you know, and it's like write down your affirmations for every single day and like wake up at 4 a.m. and do yoga and like have a freaking green juice. And like that can be really helpful, but I think it's like the same concept of, but do you believe it? It's deeper than You know, that. like there's always another layer. I think this is something that both of our professions have in common is like, hold on, why, you know, hold on, there's more to that. But I think, I think it's also mainly because people are afraid to dig deeper. People are afraid of discovery, like of new discovery because then, because then they're just like, oh shit, like, what do I do with this? And I mm-hmm. think like people being scared of discovering new things about themselves is another thing that makes people super stagnant and halts their growth because they're just like, I don't think I want to go down that route. But you have to like be uncomfortable sometimes to unlock different parts of yourself that I think could be beneficial for your growth. But some people just aren't ready for that. But I feel like people need to be ready for that. You should be ready for that, especially if you want more for yourself, if you want to grow more as a person or grow more within whatever you're doing or whatever you're working towards, you have to be a bit uncomfortable and go into different 
like depths of yourself that you're not used to going to so that way you can get to where you want to be Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and that's where like the, the masculine does come in where people desire the structure like okay if i drink my juice do my yoga do my meditation and write my affirmations like i've checked off all the things i'm a good person for the day and again it goes back to like we take something so beautiful and spiritual that has this power and I, we make it like a checklist and we like have this competition with ourselves of, of how can I get better and better? Like, it's not about that. It's not about getting better or perfecting it or checking off all the things. It's about being in this like beautiful responsiveness. Like what feels good? What is the moment calling for? Yeah. What is my, what is it my body desire right now? And like listening to that and feeding into that. If you can listen to your body and what your intuition is saying, just like, day-to-day little things, how to, how to wake up in the morning and, and, and move and just function as a human, you can make much bigger life decisions. So people always say like, how did you just quit your job and, and travel? I'm like, yes, in that moment, that was like a very like big risk that I took. But nowadays when I make big moves, it's because I practice intuition so much that when it comes to the big life decisions, I can already feel and hear it. Yeah. So it has to be a consistent practice. So for someone who's like very much like learning this for the first time, how do you develop like your intuition? Like how do you start listening to that? Because I think it's similar to like that gut feeling and that it's like the same concept of like, but I don't understand what's my gut feeling and what's my intrusive thought versus is this right? You know, when you kind of get that muddle of what is my body actually telling me? So how can we start like tuning into that? You can do it like literally every single day. Like the the best thing that I can advise is to use your intuition in every moment of every decision every day. So if you wake up in the morning, like, do I want a green juice or do I want a coffee? Like pick, like, what is your intuition saying? What is like the, the, you, the feeling that you're getting inside of you? And, and even if you like hear nothing, you see nothing, keep practicing. Like eventually it might come through like an image. It might come through a, a sensation in your belly. It might come through, um, like a, a voice that you hear, like you can like hear it. Um, so everybody's intuition speaks differently in different forms, but continuously doing that in very low risk environments. So should I take the back road today on to the gym or do I yeah, take my bike? Um, w- w- continuously using that and like feeling, okay, where's it? Where's the voice coming from? Is it through sound? Is it through imagery? Is it through a sensation in my body and, and learning to just like work on that muscle continuously. Right. Now that, that I think speaks to so many people because I think obviously we all have an intuition, but I I do think like we get that first response and then we sit there for like another 30 seconds and we ponder, ponder, ponder. And then sometimes too much. Yeah. But I think you're a hundred percent right. Like I'm sitting here thinking like this morning I have an eight Oh five class and last night I didn't set my alarm because I knew like, I didn't want to go like, and like, there's, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with like, sometimes you have to go, but like something just like told me like I need to rest in the morning. And I'm so thankful that I did. And I think you're right. Like I'm looking at my life right now thinking of all the little decisions and little times I've made choices that felt a hundred percent right for me. Even if it didn't follow that blueprint, that checklist of like, nope, because we go to every class and we get up two hours before we go so we can do an early morning workout. And it's not a blueprint. It's more of, you're right. Like, what do I need? I'm feeling. Yeah. What does my body need? That's mm-hmm. like massive. I think to, for people to understand about themselves. Right. And and to see the value in that, that when you continuously do what feels good, it does lead to more. It does put you in such deep alignment that things that you desire just naturally show up for you. So it's like you're in this like perfect vibration that like 
when I do what I want, I continuously attract what I want. So it's not just like it feels good and it's the it's nice. Yes, it's really nice in the moment, but it actually does have aftermath effects as well. What has been the most impactful moment for you so far, like working with women and, and coaching and helping them? Like what has been the most impactful moment? Wow, that's such a big question. Um, <laughs> I think what, what, what I find the most impactful is just like how much of the same that we all are. Like we all have this like deep yearning and we all just want to like love more than anything. Like that's whether or not we, we fully come to that realization, but that is truly the most important thing for the feminine. And I have so many women that come to session that, and if they're talking about like a, a, a fling that they have or a little tiff with um, their business, like it, it really just comes back to their desire to love and to be loved and to be in the vibration of love and people feel silly it's like we feel like we should have these bigger problems or be more focused on career or or making an impact on the whole world and and all that is so amazing but like truly little little moments of love is is really it and we all crave that so um for anybody that that kind of feels weird and thinks their problems aren't real problems or that that they should be focused on something more important. Everybody's thinking the same thing. We all just want the same things. So it's actually quite beautiful. Yeah, that that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty true. I mean, it's in our DNA. Like that's like how we're born is the first thing we, I mean, for most of us, the first thing we experience when we're born is love. That's mm-hmm. the first thing we ever experience for the first, I don't know how many years. I don't know how long we're babies for. Like babies, babies? We, we need care. We need that love for at least... I mean, shit, if you're me till I'm 18, because, but most people, like, they only need it to, like, what, they're three or four, you know, but, like, that's, like, what you grow up on is love, so I think that makes complete sense for, that's what we want for the rest of our lives. I feel like that's what most people crave, whether they want to admit it to themselves or not. I feel like most people crave love, or they want love, they want to feel loved, Um, and that's not a terrible thing. I feel like people, people, people hear people say, like, oh, I want to, I want to feel loved and be loved and people are just like well why can't you just love yourself and I'm like well I do love (laughs) myself like it's not the fact that I don't love myself but to feel love in all aspects of life can be really powerful for some people I know it's powerful for me to just feel love like whenever I go to work to feel love whenever I go home to feel love whenever I visit friends like it's important to me like that it makes it makes me feel like I'm thriving like it makes me feel like super energized like whoa like I could do anything (laughs) like on top of other things but that one thing specifically for me and I know for a lot of other people because like you said a lot of women or people in general want the same things and I feel like a lot of people if they just acknowledge that um and if they feel that more I feel like that could be beneficial for many 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 people women or men Mm. I feel like it can be super beneficial for damn near everybody 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 for sure (laughs) yeah yeah I love you're saying that you just get more energy when you're when you're in connection and when you're around love that that's just like such an innate feminine trait so the masculine and it's more about solitude this is also where sometimes you'll see in spirituality like you gotta be alone you gotta like figure it out by yourself you gotta love yourself all valuable but there's like this whole other element of 
I've noticed that the feminine gets in connection, in community, around other women. Like, we thrive when we're in the vibration of love. So it's totally allowed. Right. Yeah, I agree. So I know I mentioned this to you before, but I think we've gotten a lot of people kind of like we've been talking to people um, that listen to our podcast, and I seem to see a couple of different themes. One being like how I feel lost right now. I feel like I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's right for me and I'm scared of change. Like, what do I do? You know, how do I conquer that? And I'm curious to hear your take on it um, because that does seem to be very common right now, which is the time of year where decisions (laughs) need to be made. But yeah. So the first thing that I would say is that you already like know what to do. Like, I know this sounds like, okay, really alive. Come on. I'm like, it's so true. You, you, first of all, like if you can get into the place and into the mental headspace, like I already know what to do. And I know it's hard to believe, but, but because we're so stuck and like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm so lost. and so stuck. You're just perpetuating that cycle. So if, by moving yourself into the vibration, like what if I actually already know? What if I can like intuit even just the next step, even just the next half step? Um, if I can feel into that, that's all that matters. So that, that's the first part is to, to move yourself in a vibration of like, I do know what to do. Now let me allow that answer and let me allow my body to, to, to feel that. Um, and then the next thing is, is like stay so present. Like whatever is alive and present here in this moment, like what is the next step call for? What is the next move um, us for you, for you in this moment? And so oftentimes when everybody's concerned about, like, I don't know what to do, like, I, I'm so lost, like you're trying to construct the entire plan. Not only are you trying to construct the entire plan, but you're trying to have like, like I have so many clients, it's like, well, how am I going to know if I'm going to have a security in 10 years? Like, I don't know, dude, like it just doesn't matter. That just doesn't matter right now. Like you're so worried about your 401k and how you're going to raise your kids, but focus on right now and then build off that. You don't even have a foundation. Um, and if you can't be in the present moment and like really connect with what is, you're going to go right back to creating yourself a corporate misery, but on, on your own business. You're going to create this structure. You're going to create these timelines and really rigid rules for yourself. So by staying present with like what feels good and like what the moment calls for and continuing to expand from that, you naturally get security. So you're, you're building your base. You don't need to have the whole plan today. So that that's the first thing that I, that I would say, like, just before anything is that, um, but definitely getting mentorship support. I think so many people think that you know, they can do it on their own or their parents should have had this advice or support. And, and I talked about this in, um, I think, my live today about how there was a time as, as humanity where we lived in tribes and we had support from our community where your mother wasn't the only feminine figure in your life. Your father wasn't the only masculine. You were able to get direction from so many other elders within the community and you could pick and choose basically with different realms of of relationship career uh, personal development and choose who you align with and actually get mentorship support from now we don't have that nowadays so we have way too much pressure that we put on just our parents and which leads to continuous inner child trauma and this failed attempt to to have all of our needs met so finding somebody who's who's just a few steps ahead that's doing what you want to do is perfect there are people out there that have done it and and they're getting that support makes a big big difference so it's a very natural part of this journey is to have like that sense of like somebody saying yep this is right 
you can trust yourself. Like, this is good. Yeah, so. I think that's massive. And I think that's something we talk too much about, which is like that support system yeah. and having those go-to people. I literally think we talked about this last episode and how it's so yeah, important. Like last when you're in those moments to like, who are you going to, who are you talking to? And a big thing for me that we talked about was like, don't take advice from someone you don't want to model your life after. Cause that is probably the biggest mistake. Anyway, yeah. like if you're about to get married, do not take advice from somebody who just got through their fifth fucking divorce. Cause why would you uh, do and, that? And they're ready to share. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're so ready. ready. It's like, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Like, no girl, this just didn't work for you. Yeah. But you are not me and I am not you. Like it, it just, that's not what my life has in store for me. Yeah. So I think that is something to definitely keep in mind. And I mm -hmm. think everyone should never take advice from someone who you do not want to model your life after because that is pointless advice. That's not going to do anything for you it's not gonna yeah. help your growth or development or anything like that it's going to stunt you because then you're gonna be like oh mm -hmm. and then you're stuck i just don't think people realize that until you hear it for the first time and then you're mm -hmm. like oh like that's an interesting way to think about it because we were talking about it before like you know like when you have friends or your support system parents are a great example like you trust them because they're in your life but not necessarily because you want your life to look like theirs so i think having like someone that you want to model after is massive like my therapist like when i was a kid was a huge inspiration for me and i reached out to her like a bazillion times and she's probably like please leave me alone <laughs> and i was like how do i do this how do i be you and it was so helpful for me because it also i think keeps you inspired to like reach for the stars and keep growing and if you're asking for advice from someone and it's not like they're doing anything wrong but like on a completely different trajectory you might not get those words of encouragement or like the hang on like let's talk about whatever you're about to do next for a second before you go ahead and do it you know like you don't get that like what you're saying like you don't get an alignment of like what you need when you're going to someone who has no connection to what your situation is so i think having someone that you can model after is, is massive in moments where you don't know what to do next right and, and i think as as souls we all come in here with our own set of lessons and your, your coach your therapist your mentor in life is someone who just graduated those same level lessons like they're at like the hard version of those same lessons so we we all come with a different set of of intentions for this lifetime and being able to find those people that you're aligned with and you probably don't even need to look that hard. Whoever you just like gravitate towards is probably somebody who has experienced things that you don't even know is the same as your upbringing or the same as your trauma or had the same ups and downs and failures that you've had. So it, it, your body knows. You naturally, intuitively find yourself drawn to those people who just will get you. Yeah, because we're not meant to do it alone. I say that a lot as well. Yeah. Like this life is not supposed to be lived alone. Um, the second theme I see a lot right now is self-sabotage, which I also mentioned to you, which is like that. How, why do I keep doing things that I, do I know are not conducive <laughs> to what I want, but like, why can I not stop myself? Or like, why does when things get good, I'm just like, run, I do hills. something and I'm like, I can't do it. And you just like tap out. Like, why, why do we do that? And how do we like stop doing that? Mm -hmm. This is like the most common theme. Like this shows up for me still, like as I'm elevating, getting to new levels. But every time that we're reaching a new level of abundance, a new version of ourself, it feels unfamiliar. So your nervous system is fully aware of, of anything that's unfamiliar, but it doesn't know if it's good or bad as it's walking in. So even though you're going to something higher, there's this immediate shock. Like, whoa, are we sure this is safe? Like, is it okay to be here? And in that moment, 
it's so natural for us to collapse and to go right back to where we were before to either fight, flight, or freeze. Um, we maybe like are resisting what's showing up. You completely get paralyzed and don't actually respond to what's showing up or you're completely out. Like you're avoiding it altogether. So this will happen as we're continuing to evolve and just noticing that, okay, like, am I somebody who's more in like fight, flight, or freeze? Where am I within this realm? And noticing that, okay, this is natural. It's happening. Let me just stay still, like kind of allow myself to, to be in the discomfort of this newness and that's how we can continue reach a new level but it all comes really down to awareness and knowing like what are your ticks like what are the ways that you actually self-sabotage frequently and everybody kind of has some of the same ones uh, we end up just doing the same things over and over like every time I sabotage I'm definitely um an avoidant person so when I am like all right I'm, I'm over it I'm out of here I'm, I'm going to a new country I'm like no I chill like we don't need to go anywhere like, this is an opportunity to just, like, sit with this and see what comes through here. When I first got back to Miami, I had, like, two days into being here. I was like, nope, I got to go back. This isn't right. Nope, I, I can't do it. But truly, I've already had so much growth and expansion in the three weeks that I've been back here. And had I not gotten through that hump and that initial, like, shock to my body and my system, I would not be where I am now. And, and it feels so good. Like, I, I feel completely different than I did a month ago. Yeah. And that's the best part of this journey is that like time feels weird. Like I can't believe it's only been a month that I've been here. Time it feels like it's been like three because I've had at least that much worth of growth. Yeah. Um, I can share mine as well in case anyone's like, I don't know how I self-sabotage. I'll give an example. Um, when things feel too good, I look for problems. Like that's like my, um, that's my toxic trait. I'm very much one like especially I think in my relationships, uh, friendships, family, whatever, like if things feel like too good, too I'm good like to suspicious true. about it. I'm like, no, we must have a problem, especially like in romantic relationships. I still like catch myself doing this. Where I'm like, things are too good. Like why? Like, do we have problems? And I'll sit there and like, think about it for so fucking long too long pardon my french that i get <laughs> like i make a problem in my head and there was no problem and i think i've always kind of like found myself like in those patterns so that's my example of how i self-sabotage it's not great i'm working on it but it's the awareness of knowing when you're doing it for mm -hmm. sure because now i notice i'm like mm -hmm. jessica please stop like this is ridiculous my I've boyfriend is perfectly fine we don't need to pick him apart i feel like whenever i self-sabotage it's not even that i look for problems i'm just like i completely just like shut down like i shut down and i i guess it's more of like a freeze for me than like a fight or flight because i'm not going to always run i hate running away from situations i feel like i'm a very confrontational person we have a we, i feel like i say this all the time every time i bring this up it's okay. confrontation isn't a bad thing it can be a completely good thing um just like going at things completely head first um and saying what you mean meaning what you say but sometimes i'm just like i don't have anything to say i don't know what to say um i don't know what to do so i'm kind of just like stuck and I just like shut down. And that's like my version of self-sabotage is whenever I shut down. And people tell me all the time, even um, at work, like whenever me and Jess used to work together and my old boss would just be like, Aaliyah, why do you shut down? Like, why are you doing this? Like, you're doing so good. Or you're like, you're doing this and you're doing that. Like, why would you shut down? Why would you stop? And I'm just like, 
I don't know. <laughs> and that's literally the cutoff for me. And I realized, like, after getting into this new position at work, like, I have to stop doing that, especially after the, like, super successful day that I've had at work. I have to realize that self-sabotaging and trusting my intuition like you were saying because everything that you were saying earlier about intuition was literally how i felt today from the moment that i woke up to the moment that i got here um and i feel like i have to have more days like today for me to completely and fully get to where i need to be and get to where i want to be as far as like my career is concerned as far as like my growth is concerned i feel like i have to have more days like today um, and I can't self-sabotage for all of my life, clearly. No. <laughs> there has to be a stop at some point. I feel like today was just a really good day for me. And this conversation has just been like the icing on top for the day that I've had, honestly. Truly. Or the icing on her cake. Yeah. That's so nice. <laughs> I love that. I love that today was that day for you, like mm -hmm. leading up to this call. Yeah. No, it's been it's so. If also, that doesn't speak wonders, yeah. And if the universe isn't talking, I don't know what the fuck this is. So, <laughs> pardon your French. Sorry. Yeah, I feel similarly. I feel like I was, but like the opposite. It, so it's very interesting we're having this call today. I'm thinking bigger things are in the making right now because <laughs> I was like damn near close to having a breakdown at every point of today, and I feel right now very calm. Like, I know it doesn't look like it because I have a lot of high energy, but, like, I'm very calm. And I feel like talking about this and just kind of, like, and I hope everyone listening kind of is having this that experience right now. Yeah. of Just, like, hang on. Like, what are you feeling in this moment? And it's less, it's less about, like, putting a label to your emotion, but, like. Just feeling your feels. Yeah, like, how does your body feel? I think my favorite practice ever is, like, where are you tense? You know, like, can you feel tension in your body? Like, let it go. And every time I like consciously think that I notice like some part of my body feels like very tense. And I've also uh -huh. like, I've done a lot of like spiritual healing type of therapy. And a lot of times they tell you like, that's a lot of times where you keep certain types of trauma, like certain yes. types of defense mechanisms. In your body. Um, and I, and it's been really helpful for me. And I think, it, there we go right now, if you're listening to this, pause, are you tense anywhere? Where are you tense? <laughs> let it go. Like let yourself breathe, be comfortable. So I want to thank you as well little mid call break to say thank you because I think it sounds like we both are was in need of a good conversation yeah absolutely uh -huh. I love that. so as we wrap up how can someone today in this moment start working towards like this inner peace and this strength like what can they do the second they turn off this episode like, what can we start doing I think I, I this is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to twist it out. Like, you know, I don't want to tell you what to do after you get off this episode. Like, what, what do you actually feel inspired to do? Like, what do you feel inspired to act on walking out of this episode and after you've, you've been hearing this? So how does this feel inside of you? Um, so truly, I, I always do this when I go to a restaurant. Like, I, have, I don't know what I want to eat. I'll ask a friend, like, hey, just, just pick for me. I'm not going to necessarily listen. I'm just going to see how I feel by the decision that you give me. And so do that for yourself. So get off this episode. What feels good? If I were to tell you to, to you know, do that thing that's been sitting on your mind or, or reach out to that person that you've been waiting uh, to respond to their DM or just sign up for that course, it's like in, on the back of your mind. Does it feel right to do it? And, and the answer might also be no. And, and sit with that. Like, why does it feel like a no? Learning to just be responsive to what your yes is and what your no is and then what's underneath that. 
Is there something deeper beyond, behind the yes? Is there fear behind the no? Um, and just playing around with that. So that that's just like a good way to give you the freedom. Like you already know what you're doing. You already have the power to make those decisions. Well, thank you so much for this because I feel enlightened. Do you feel enlightened? I do. Good. Um, I feel like we were saying like in our intro, like this is not going to be an episode like we've ever done before. And I can safely say that that is the truth. Um, yeah, for sure. I think that everyone's going to get something from this and I have got something from this. And I think I told you the first time we talked, like I used to be very into my spirituality. I have spirituality books in my nightstand that I, I feel still like that's read. the first conversation we ever had whenever yeah. I was training you. I was, I was really, really into it for a while. And somehow I just kind of like gave up maybe. I don't know. I stopped listening to my body. I stopped uh-huh. listening to how I felt. And I was being like what you said, like, I need to get through this semester. I have to get this good grade. And I stopped like living living for me and what i need and so i think this has given me like another chance i've given myself another chance to like do that for myself again and i think it could not have come at a better time so personally i want to say thank you i know everyone listening to this is going to say thank you yeah thank you so much there we go i was, I was hoping i was, <laughs> I was like just not gonna say thank you you were gonna be like yeah <laughs> so is there anything you want to leave our people off with before we um part ways um, no, I mean, I feel like if anybody's drawn to this space, there's a reason. Like, if you're finding yourself randomly landing on this episode, or you, you made it this far and you're still listening, there's a reason. Like, we are drawn to things, we like things, we feel pulled when there is, like, a, a portal that's there for us. And I do so believe that there's something more that's meant to come through, and there's a reason why you're still listening right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Leah, do you have anything else to say? No. It's unscripted. It's unapologetic. It's unlicensed podcast. Bye.